awesome. Well, talking about reaching way back, you know, uh, when I burnt the end off the house, was Evan born? No, he wasn't even born yet. Yeah, you were pregnant. Remember that? I don't mean the pregnant part. I mean the burning the house off. Yeah, remember them both. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, <laughs> now that I said that, I just got to tell you a little story just real quick. Because my dad and I, you know, uh, uh, I, I can't tell the whole story because it would just take way too long. But my, my, my dad had come over to help me defrost our pipes. And we lived out 30 minutes from town. And, and, and that, that was just the first town, you know. And, I mean, we were out there. And, uh, uh, and it, had, it had snowed pretty hard and frozen everything, and we had our own well system. <laughs> and uh, we, we'd, I'd been on a trip, and uh, it had been kind of a rough time for Shelby. She was pregnant. I had been in Louisiana preaching, doing some stuff. And, and uh, you know, and she, she'd gone through some, you know, well, I staked the goat out before I left. And then, and then it flooded and it gr- drowned the goat. And, you know, Shelby's at home dealing with all this stuff and pregnant and, dead goats and all kinds of stuff. I come home and, and, uh, uh, and I just knew that if we ever made it home, it, it was quite a trip just to get there, but I knew that if we made it home, every, life was going to be good. Got up the next morning and the pipes had frozen. There was no water. My dad jetted over and he's going to help me uh, uh, thaw out the pipes. And we inadvertently, you know, uh, built, built a fire. You know, we, <laughs> we, were, we were on our way into town and the driveway kind of went up a little hill and made a, made a right-hand bend. And as we were going up the going up the driveway, making the bend. I looked in the rearview mirror, and there's smoke coming out the chimney, and I asked my dad, I said, did you build a fire? He said, no, did you? No. Well, yeah, we had. We had we built us a little fire. And, and uh, uh, the, uh, the fire truck, uh, you know, was supposed to be coming. I was standing out there. There was some crazy dude, friend of my dad's, who was throwing snowballs at the fire. And, and, uh, and the neighbor came over, and he, and, uh, he, had, a, he had a, you know, it was a... Uh, uh, what, do they, what do they call those that, you know, that was the, uh, it was a government house, Shelby. Uh, what was it? It was a forestry home, and they had a big water tanker sitting out there, and he came over to explain why he wasn't helping because his tank was frozen and all the pipes, and he couldn't get the water out. And, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. And, and uh, that's just great news. And he said, it's too bad about the fire truck, ain't it? I'm like, what? What about the fire truck? And he said, yeah, you know, this ice and snow, they can't, they can't get up the hill onto the highway. They're stuck in their own, the firehouse. This truck's sitting there running, but they can't get it up the hill. And well, this is awesome. And, and uh, uh, God, God, you know, and I kind of separated myself from, from the commotion and just started praying. You ever had one of the moments? Dude, I got to pray. And, uh, you know, the house is on fire. Shelby's not going to be very happy. Uh, she's pregnant, nothing's going right, you know, there's a nut job throwing snowballs at it, and fire trucks aren't coming, we live a long ways out here, and uh, God just began to remind me, we had been learning that it is impossible to speak praise, sing praise, and freak out at the same time. your, Your mind's wired so it can't do that. Right, you can't worry and talk about how good God is at the same time, and and so God brought a verse up in my spirit in Isaiah fifty four says, "Sing, O barren, sing, break forth into singing and cry aloud." Uh, and and he had been he had been stirring that uh, in us. We've been learning that sing, baby, sing. God, God, God literally began to speak to me as I'm watching the house burn down. It's saying, "Sing, baby, sing," and I'm thinking this sucks because. 
I'm out here, the house is on fire, and I'm supposed to sing. And, uh, uh, and, and I mean, he stayed right on it, too. And, you know, you ever had a moment when God started talking to you, and you knew he was talking, and it's like, dude, you're going to sing, or the house, you're going to have ashes. And, you know, and I stand up there, and I mean, it just, it was stupid, you know, because I'm like, sing, sing. You know, I mean, just quiet and under my breath, and no passion whatsoever. And God began to stir that thing up in, in me to where, but, but, you know, here in a little bit, man, I'm standing out there and I'm just having church. Just, I'm just outside. I mean, and th- yeah, it, was, it must have been quite the picture. Just, you know, the house, the house is on fire. There, I mean, and this dude, this, this guy was a little odd that was out there throwing the balls of snow at the fire. And, and my dad, he was running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Of course, he was really, he was really concerned because he knew I had just canceled the insurance. Yeah. Yeah, well, she was pregnant, and they wanted to repossess the cars, and, you, you know, we were in one of those moments, you know, and, and, uh, uh, and my dad was very concerned, and not, not really just for us, it's because I was buying the house from him, and, um, and he, you know, and, and so you got the picture, you know, you got a crazy guy throwing snowballs, and you got another dude out in the pasture singing, and, uh, you know, it must have been nuts, and, and make a long story short, before the, it wasn't too long till other fire trucks from other places started showing up. And they don't do that out there. And, and, and you know, and, and I usually get to go and forget to tell everybody, you know, that eventually, you know, when, when they got the fire put out and it was a mess and it was chaos, but we, we, did, we had, you know, we had speaking engagements and we, we loaded up and we left town. We got back one time after, after an extended trip and the house had been rebuilt and there was a, there was a bill stapled to the wall that said paid in full. And it, it was just one of those miracle things. But, uh, uh, you know, so for, you know, however old Evan is now, he can't be very old because we're like 30, we're in our 30s. And so, uh, uh, but this verse has been part of our life. We, we, went, uh, we, went, we went to Hereford, Texas one time to the Cowgirl Hall of Fame. That's a real must-do sometime for you. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was exciting. And, and uh, anyways, and the curator... Uh, the curator of the Cowgirl Hall of Fame, you know, starts following us through the place like we're going to steal something, you know, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and, uh, 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 and finally, she, 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 she kind of, she steps up and she goes, ah, this is so strange. And I'm thinking, yeah, it really is. Uh, and she, uh, this is so strange. I don't know anything about you guys, but I just feel like, um, I have to tell you something. And she said, I don't know if you're Christians or not, but I have a word from God for you. Go for it. I mean, and you know me, that's all I said. Go for it. And she began to speak a word over her life, and she used Isaiah 54. Sing, O bear. And it was another, you know, it was, it was one of the moments. You ever had one of the moments? So for... I mean, for years and years and years, this thing's back there, right? It's back there. And then here, just a couple of years ago, you know, uh, it started coming up in my spirit again. And, and for the first time, I started uh, tearing it apart like I do all the other verses. And, and, I, and I come across, a, a, I had a revelation because of the word sing. And, and the word sing there, it really isn't sing. I mean, it can be. It's not, it's not one of the major definitions of the word, but the word literally means to overcome. So really what he was saying was overcome. It, it, you know, you have this area of your life, it don't look too fruitful, but just, just change your perspective, change your mindset, start overcoming. Break forth into overcoming. 
You, you know, you got to break through because, because the more are the children of the desolate. I mean, check it out. Break, cry aloud because there's more. Overcome and break forth into overcoming because God's got more for you. Uh, man, you, you, you got to get your spirit open tonight because it's kind of like a prophetic word for some of us. Right, and, and you get you just got to get this mindset that I'm I'm gonna overcome. I don't care if the house is on fire. Okay, I don't care if we're in Hereford, stinking Texas, at the Cowgirl stinking Hall of Fame. All right, it's time to break forth into overcoming. For 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 God has a plan for my life, and it's more. Okay, there, there's more because, you know, what the enemy wants you to do is think what, you know, because you're, you're in the middle of a chaos, you're in the middle of a struggle, you're in the middle of a situation, and he wants you to think, well, guess you're done. Might as well cave in, give up, and quit. Might as well settle down, get used to it. This is the way life is. No, this is not the plan God has. He has a plan for you, and his plan is more. Look at somebody tell him, God's got more for you. John 10, 10, we know this, when the thief cometh not but for to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And somebody's got to grab onto this tonight, right? Hey, hey, he said, I, I didn't, you know what? Jesus said, I didn't come so you could have church. I came so you could have life and real life, and you could have more life than death, more hope than than. than despair more peace than care. more he's come to give you more ephesians three twenty says that he is able to do more than you could ever even think or imagine and so at some point you kind of got to ask yourself hey is there something stopping the more in my list, little situation you know where's the more at because it just don't seem like this would be the picture in the dictionary under the definition of abundant life, of God life, more. Well, Jesus, he started teaching his guys. And, you know, if you go, I love Matthew chapter 5, verse 1, especially, I love it in the message. And so we're going to read that verse out of the message. But it says, when Jesus saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, and, and that, that means that a lot of people were following him. He didn't have a ministry of drawing Huge crowds. You catch that? He was not an artist drawing large crowds. Okay, just saying. He, okay, so uh, it wasn't funny. But anyways, when Jesus saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, he climbed a hillside. And I love this. Those who were apprenticed to him, the committed, they climbed with him. Hey, you ever want to find out if somebody's really with you? Start climbing. You, you, you want to find out if people are really on the team? Just start climbing. Just get up high enough and turn around. You'll find out who's really with you. It's easy. It's easy to tag along downhill, right? Easy to tag along on flat ground. You start climbing. You, you start saying, you know what? I'm not going to settle for second best. It, it, it's a little tougher going uphill it, and, and a lot more quiet. People that talk a lot stop talking going up the hill. And he opened up his mouth, verse 2, he opened up his mouth and he started teaching them. And, and, and he said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, they're going to be comforted. 
Blessed are the meek, they'll inherit the earth. Blessed are those which hunger and thirst after righteousness, they're going to be filled. Blessed are the merciful, they're going to get mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, they're going to see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, they'll, they're going to be called the children of God. And, and he starts teaching them, uh, you know, all this stuff about attitudes. It's really, it's, a, it's, a, it's the attitude of the blessed. See, uh, the blessing isn't that you're poor in spirit, because we know that, that, uh, that when God blesses, he speaks. That's how he does it. But because you're blessed, you can be uh, uh, expecting, you know, to, to receive comfort. And, and you, because you're blessed, you're going to hear God, and then it's going to fill you. Because you're blessed, you're going to hear God, and you're going to receive mercy. Because you're blessed, you're going to hear God, and, and your heart's going to open up. You're going to see God. Because you're blessed, there's going to be a lot of peace in your house. Hello, somebody. But it's all about an attitude. you got to ask yourself, am I going through life? Maybe the thing that's stopping the more in my life is maybe I'm not living life with a blessed attitude. You know, you know do you have, it's just a question you got to ask, do you have a blessed attitude? I tell you, ask your coworkers. Hmm? Think about it. Do, in your relationship, do you have a blessed attitude? You did when you were dating. You did, you did when you first got the job. You did when you first joined the choir. Do you have a blessed attitude? You know, I, I went around this afternoon and, and uh, right, up, right up to service time and asking people, hey, if you had a superpower... And it could be any superpower, you know, anyone, anyone, what, what would it be? You'd be amazed how many people would like to fly. Man, just, I just want to fly. You know, uh, I had a couple that, um, that wanted, you know, uh, uh, great insight. You ever watch that show uh, Limitless? And he takes the little pill, and all of a sudden, everything he's ever read, he, he's got it. You know, it's mine. Man, it's on. Um, uh, Stephen had a pretty good one. He, he, he wanted to be, uh, or no, TJ. What was yours? Regeneration. Yeah, that would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? You get hit by a truck and you stand back up and you grow right back out again. <laughs> the only, the, the weirdest one was Todd. <laughs> Go figure. He, his, he wanted his superpower to be able to digest nachos after 8 p.m. <laughs> um, See, in reality, in reality, you know, you think about the superpower that we, if I could have a superpower, but the reality is, is that you, you actually have one and, and we just struggle with it, but we have, we have the ability to be bigger than anybody or anything. You have a superpower. You, you have the ability to be way bigger than the people who talk bad about you. You have the ability to be way bigger than the, than, than the situation that you just went through. You can be, look at somebody, tell them, you can be bigger. You know, uh, I don't know what it is about forgiveness that, we, that causes us to struggle so much, but how many of you know it takes more strength to forgive than it does to remain toxic and angry. 
and, and, and this forgiveness thing, this forgiveness thing, man, this is, this is a, a little idea. This is a big idea. Hello, somebody. It's a big idea. It is not meant for the petty. It's for people with big vision, big future. They have a superpower. They can get bigger than the stuff they're facing. It's kind of like they're willing to lose a battle because they know in the end they'll win a war. You know, Jesus shared a lot of promises in the Bible, and he talked about a lot of stuff that doesn't get a lot of airtime. Because, you know, think about it. We all know about the promises of prosperity, and, and most of us have studied the six steps to a financial breakthrough, and we know the promises of health and peace, and we've done everything. You know, everybody, everybody's got a plan. I grew up in church, and there's always a plan, right? The plan for prosperity, the plan for peace, the plan for healing, the, pro, the plan for everything. I mean, right down to tying stuff to your underwear and running around the drinking fountain until Kool-Aid comes out. And, and, you know, we always got a plan for something. But Jesus talked about a blessing plan, and it, it, it's based on attitude. You have the right attitude, see, you end up with the right result. But he talked about a promise that, like I said, they don't get a lot of airtime, and, 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 and he promised this, that offenses will come. Matter of fact, in Luke 17, he said that it's impossible that they don't. To avoid offenses is to avoid life. Because if you're going to have life, it's impossible that it, life comes without offenses, right? So your mail might not come, but offenses are on their way. You know, you just buckle up, Beatrice. Guess what? The opportunity of offense is coming to a house near yours. And your ability to handle offenses determines the trajectory of your future. See, God bases promotions on your ability to deal with pain. You reach a point that I've had enough, I'm not doing any more, guess what? You're not getting any more pr promotion. It, you get too sensitive, no promotions. No, no uh, you know, think about it. In the corporate world, the people that, that operate in, in the highest paid positions, they're problem solvers. You know, your value increases with your ability to embrace and, and, and just work your way through problems and situations. And, and, and you know, there's, you just got to be bigger than the stuff you're dealing with. You just have to decide, I'm just going to be bigger because there's nothing worse than taking a little person and putting them in a big position. Hello? So asking for more, see, Jesus came that we might have more. He said, break forth into overcoming uh, and, and, and believe for more. Well, to ask for more is like to ask for more offense. Cover my desk with offenses because I can handle it. It's quiet in here. Well, okay, let me give you some Bible. To whom much is given, much is required. See, we want to have the much given part, but we don't like that much required part. And, and the deal is, is that if you're going to get more, well, you know, uh, the colloquial way of saying it is new levels, new devils, you're right? So offenses are going to come. The, the guys went to Jesus, remember, they said, hey, uh, let's talk about forgiveness. How many times do I need to forgive my brother? Seven. And he said, no, no, 70 times seven. 
And it wasn't a number he's trying to get him to, to look at, but it was, a, it was a lifestyle of perpetual forgiveness of just, I'm going to let it go. Okay, take on an offense, I'm going to let it go. Here comes an offense, I'm going to let it go. Going to have another one? Yep, I'm going to let it go. And learning to go through life by just simply cutting it loose, shake it off, and let it go. Why? Because this is his way of getting us to live his way. Somebody say amen. amen. But what we do, instead of cutting them loose and letting them go and shaking it off, we become offense collectors. You know, we don't like to throw, it's, it's, uh, we, it's like we're hoarders. <laughs> you can't get through the quarters of our life because of all of the offenses that have stacked up. You can remember all the things that people have said and all the things that people have done and all of this stuff. But see, here's the deal. is You're not supposed to give it residency. They build up and, and, and they begin to corrode your life and, and, and the, toxic, you know, the toxic nature of an offense begins to cut off the light, the life flow. And you know what? What you have to do is you have to refuse to allow your history to cut off the door to your destiny. Because if you don't deal with it right, it's going to sabotage your promise. And so you got to be willing to just shake it off. To be a follower of Christ that you are meant to be, you're going to have to shake it off. To be the man of God that he's created you to be, you're going to have to shake it off. To be the woman of God, you're going to have to shake it off. To be the mommy, the daddy, the spouse, you're going to have to shake it off. Why? Because offenses are coming. So you're going to have to shake it off. Think about this for just a minute. In, in, in order to inhale, first you got to exhale. All through life, we, we take it in, we push it out. Right? You, you eat food, you eliminate it. Right? Let's talk about the car. It has a tailpipe. Plug up the tailpipe. Blow up the motor. Keep taking in food and there's no exit. It's going to blow up the body. Stop exhaling. You're going to die. You take it in, you let it out. You take it in, you let it out. So you have this system operating in every area of your life except your heart. And your heart, we just take it in. And then we take it in. And then we take it in. And then we take it in. And it's not long, even without, you know, sometimes without any commotion at all, it just begins to damage our attitude. And the person that you used to be isn't now the person that you are. You're no longer the person you could have been, should have been, would have been, had you not gone through what you went through. Because, not because what you went through, but because you took it in. But you never let it go. You took it in. Look at what happened to me. Look at what I've been through. Look at what, hey, you know what? That toxic buildup is going to keep you from being and knowing, receiving, and living the more that God has for you. Because you can't 
hang on to the past and still have open arms for the future. See, the deal is, is he's talking about the attitude of the blessed, and you, my friends, are blessed. I said, you're blessed. You, you know what? You, yeah, you ought to just thank God because he has blessed your life. And, and, and the thing of it is, is that you, you were created in his image. And, and, and there's, there's never been another you. There ain't ever going to be another you. Ain't nobody walks like you, talks like you, acts like you. Ain't nobody like you. You are a designer's original. And the enemy cannot stop God from blessing you. See, because that's the position of the blessed, right? We're positioned. So the enemy can't do anything about your position, so he attacks your disposition. So that because he can't stop your blessing, so he'll do whatever he can to get you to cause the flow to be hindered. See, think about it. You were created by a creator, which makes you creative. Something in you. Something in you about, man, that, you know, just think about it for just a minute. I, you know, it, no matter what situation that you, you would be dropped off in, you know, we could take a handful of you out and drop you in the woods and you'd figure out how to make picnic tables. You, you know, you, you get in a situation, you put your minds together, and, and you know what? We, got, we can make something out of nothing. Look, look around. You know, we're people who can make some stuff out, out of it. Just you can't see it, but we, we can create it. We can make it happen. But what happens is, is that we end up using all of the energy that, that the more life, the God life requires. We use all of that to deal with and manage our history instead of shaping our destiny. See, forgiveness liberates you. It ain't really got much to do with that other guy. You know, it's just a statement. I just refuse to remain where I've been when I have the power to get big and go to where God's called me. I'm not going to hang out here no more. Forgiveness isn't saying, well, I guess you were right. No, it's saying I have too much in front of me to let my past incarcerate me by somebody as little as you. And I ain't waiting on you to ask. Because, man, standing around waiting on some of you guys to get a revelation, it's going to take forever. I ain't got time to wait for you. I have the ability to get big and just forgive you whether you want it or not. And some of the people you're all waiting on, guess what? They died. Now what? Well, they owe me money. Well, you know what? Nah, here's the deal, man. I'm going to keep my peace and get more money. Hello, somebody. You're too big to live so small. You're too powerful to stay so petty. So cut it loose. Cut that cord that has you tied to that hurt, that wound, no matter what it is. Jesus is teaching these guys about attitude. And he talks, talk, basically he's telling us that, that attitude has everything to do with altitude. 
you know, talk to Ryan later uh, about flying an airplane, and it's called, you know, it, there, there's, a, there's a meter in there, isn't there, that says something about alt- or attitude. Attitude, nose up, you get the nose up, and you're going to, you know what, you're going to gain altitude. You're going to lose speed, but you're going to gain altitude. Nose down, oh, you can pick up speed, but you're also losing altitude. You know, the, how, where do you want to live? Do you, do you want to fly high or, or are you just going to settle in down here on the ground? You know, God has more for you. He wants you to, you know, they, they that wait upon the Lord shall be renewed in their strength. They mount up with wings like eagles. But yet we have a chicken's mentality. You know, because chicken, you know, he's just walking around just pecking on the ground all the time. And, and, and you want to know what's crazy is that, is, is that a chicken, you know, uh, he, he tries to fly. He just ain't very good at it. And you know why they can't fly very well? Because what they eat. They eat sticks. They eat stones. They eat a little corn. They eat feces. They don't fly where eagles fly. Because you can't fly where you're meant to fly while you're continuing to eat what you should have released. Look at somebody and tell them, I ain't no chicken. <laughs> I'm Jesus looks at him and says, hey, guys. I'm going to use you guys in a way that's going to blow your mind. If you can learn, throw that stuff off. Offenses are going to come. But I can take you to a different level if you can just take in what's good, let go what's bad, eat the meat, spit out the bones. Don't live hurt, live big. Get over it. But you got to decide if you want more in the next season of your life, you have to be willing to let your previous season go. Well, I, 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 haven't, I, I haven't even the score. Throw it off. I didn't get in the last word. Let it go. The Bible says, I reckon that the sufferings of this present age are not worthy to be compared to the glory that God's got out in front of you. It says to throw off, you know, everything behind and press and stretch forth for, for the things that are ahead. It says casting off every weight and the sin which so easily entangles us and, and getting to the race. You know, there's, there's, there's more for you, but you got to get the toxins out of your heart. Blessed, blessed are the pure in heart. You know, the word pure there is it's where we get the English word catheter. And it's almost as if, as if God's saying, you know, if you let me, I'll take the catheter and I'll slide it into your heart. And we'll start dealing with all the little things that are causing the blockage to occur. You know, because, you know, uh, because, you know we've all met people and we know people and we have family members that, that ended up in, you know, in a doctor's office one day because something, ooh, something just out of the blue just happened. And, and, and you go in and you find out that, man, they've been operating at 30% of, of the blood flow that they're supposed to have. Is that now it's at 30%. We got to do something to open that thing up. And he's saying, you know what? If you'll let me slide the catheter into your heart and begin to remove those little things that are just building up because it is toxic to you, it's killing you. 
You don't even realize, you, don't, you, you haven't even recognized that your family hasn't even got to see the you that God created you to be. You're only 30% of who you ought to be. You, you, the future that God's calling you to, man, it, it, it requires a little bit more than 30%. He said, now let me, let me just slide in there and put a catheter in the heart and remove the little things that are causing the blockage. Let's get the toxins out. Let's get the toxins out. We, we ain't trying to prove who's right and who's wrong. We're trying to prove out who's smart and who's dumb, right? Because, because the deal is, is, is that my history is not going to deter my destiny, okay? I, I, refu- I refuse to allow past situations to dictate where I'm going forward to in my life. And, and I got a word for you. Don't know if you picked up on that yet, but I got a word for you. God's got more for you. But he told his guys, in order to get it, you're going to have to guard your attitude. You, you might have to change your thinking. You, you're probably not going to be able to think the way that mama thought and grandma thought and daddy thought and uncle thought. You know, because, because you, unforgiveness, you do realize that it's a learned behavior. It's, you know, your background, your upbringing, and the environment that you've lived in has trained you to operate in unforgiveness. You, you know, take a baby, you know, take a small child. You can spank the baby. Just a few seconds later, he's hugging you, loving on you. Take two little kids. You know, we saw this all the time as the boys were growing up. You know, they, they'd get in a big fight with the neighbor kids and just go to blows out in the front yard. Families might still be fighting, but the kids are wanting to sneak off and get together to play again. Why? Because unforgiveness is a learned behavior. And we have trained ourselves in the mentality of chickens. Instead of spreading our wings and soaring to new heights. God has a plan for your life. God has a purpose for your life. God has a future for you. And it's more. It's more. But you, you might be capped off where you are not because somebody did something, but because of the attitude that you're protecting. I got news for you. You ain't ever going to be the Lord of my life. And don't think for a minute. You know, I understand that we ought not just, well then, heck with it. Just if you're supposed to deal with offense, I can just be offensive. No, you know, the Bible says, woe unto him by whom offenses come. But, but, but the, thing, the thing of it is, though, is that if we're going to have life together, if we're going to do life, it's impossible to have life without offense. That's also in that book. And so here, here, here's the thing we got to do. We have to make the decision to say, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to shake it off. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to cut it loose. I, I, I'm, I'm going to live in freedom. I'm going to live in freedom, but don't you think for just a minute, I, I'm certain that there are people in this room whom I have offended, some of you guys tonight. You got to, you know, but don't let me keep you from the destiny that God has for you. And I'm never, hold on a minute, don't think for a minute, though, that you've never done anything that didn't offend me. You know, remember those three weeks you skipped in a row? I was ticked. You know, hey, no, every single one of us are dealing with the opportunity to carry an offense. It might be time 
to let it go. See, you have a superpower. You can get really big anytime you want to. Want to get big? You can get huge. You can get huge. You can get, think about it. Think about the worst thing that ever happened to you. You're bigger than that if you want to be. Well, shouldn't they say something? No. They ain't never going to. Why? Because they were small. Why, why do you expect small people to be big? No, you. You be the big one. You make the decision. Mm-mm. I got history or destiny. I'm going with destiny. I'm moving into the more that God has for me. I want you to close your book and bow your head. We're going to pray a couple of different prayers tonight. Number one, you know, let's just deal with this for just a minute. You've allowed offenses to, to build up in your heart, and you know it. And it's time for you to just make a decision to use your superpower. I'm just going to get big. I'm going to cut it off. I'm going to let it go. I'm moving into my destiny. I'm going to cut the cord that has me tied to my history. I'm not going to live in the chicken coop of my memories. But I'm going to spread my wings and fly to the levels that God's called and created me to be at. So tonight I make that decision. I'm, I'm going to get big. If that's you, I just want you to hold your hand up. We're just going to pray right where you're at. It's awesome. Father, tonight, we forget those things which are behind, and we reach forward to the things which are ahead. God, we thank you that you have given us strength for all things. We are ready for and equal to anything that comes our way through Christ, who's going to infuse us with inner strength. We choose tonight, Lord, to release forgiveness to step into our freedom, to just move forward, to get out of the history and on with the destiny. Thank you, God, for the freedom that we have in Christ. Thank you, God, that we can overcome and break forth into overcoming. We we break forth into overcoming tonight. And God, we're not going to be quiet about it. We're going to cry aloud for the more that you have for our life. Because Jesus came that we would have a life of more. And we refuse to settle for anything less. Thank you for our freedom. In the mighty name of Jesus. While heads are still bowed, if you're in this room and you're trying to do this thing on your own and, and, and you realize that, you know what I need to do is I, I, I need to receive forgiveness. That God offers me through relationship with Jesus Christ. I, 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 need to, I need to receive forgiveness tonight. We're going to pray one more prayer. And again, we won't call you out, won't embarrass you. But if you're here tonight, say, tonight, I'm going to receive that gift. This is going to be my prayer. While nobody's looking around, just hold your hand up so I can agree with you. Thank 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 you. That's awesome. Thank you. It's awesome, guys. You can put them down. Anybody else, just real quick, say, yeah, tonight's my night. I'm going to run to God. This stuff in my life has had, had, had me running from him. Now I'm going to go to him. When everybody pray this, just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. 
come into my life, change me from the inside out. Give me hope, give me strength, give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give God one more big hand clap.